0: What's up, Gravel Family? I'm Sophia. And I'm Jason. And this is the Gravel Family Podcast. The Gravel Family Podcast is an encouraging space to motivate more people to get on their bikes and enjoy gravel.
1: We're going to share a variety of stories from hometown pirates to the top tier pros. We're also going to share training tips and insights on gravel worlds and other events, as well as answer your questions that arise through your training season.
0: We are so excited you're here. Welcome to the Gravel Family. All
1: right, happy Monday, Gravel Family! It's Monday, and you know what that means—it's another episode of the Gravel Family Podcast.
0: To start this off, on behalf of both Jason and I, I just want to say thank you for all of the overwhelming support we've received since starting this podcast. It's really been insane.
1: Yeah, it's been incredible. We, Sophia, really wanted to do this and just wanted to talk about gravel because it's what we do all day anyway—is talk about gravel. So just to have that support has has meant a lot.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah, so um, before we introduce this next week's guest, we're gonna talk a little bit about Gravel Worlds.
0: Yeah, sounds good to me.
1: All right, so um, we let's go over the numbers. So we're we're doing really well with Gravel Worlds. We're up to twenty one twenty five for a number of participants. So the breakdown of that, we're at eight hundred and twenty women. So we're getting really close to our thousand women. We definitely need, uh, you know, to keep pushing that, keep encouraging your your lady athletes that are coming we really want to try to reach that thousand women goal
0: we're so close we're
1: so close so again with that we're raising fifteen thousand dollars to the nebraska grit program which is through Nike. so grit stands for girls riding together so not only are we going to be encouraging a thousand women and all of their women friends at gravel worlds we're also fostering and taking care of the next generation of female cyclists right here in nebraska
0: it's such an honor
1: yeah, so uh, breakdown of the 2125. So we have 850 that are doing the 150, about 730 that are doing the 75 privateer, and 220 that are doing the 50K buccaneer, so the 50K bike. And then we have 136 signed up for the 300 long voyage. Uh, We are going to cap the long voyage at 150. So we only have 14 spots. So if you're interested in doing the long voyage 300, please get signed up right away because that one we are going to cap out. Uh, And then last, we have 185 signed up for the 50K run. So that's new for this year. We added the 50K ultra marathon. Uh, We're super excited. So our goal was 200 people. We're probably going to hit that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And fleet is the sponsor of the land run um and they actually have some training camps going on so it's not too late to sign up for those i don't think so yeah it's
1: it's an 18 week class uh and it started i think a week and a half ago or so uh and it's the class at 18 weeks is designed like to basically go from couch to 50k in 18 weeks so if you're at all a runner you still have time to hop in on yeah. those training classes. They
0: also have a couple group runs each week to join in on join in on as well.
1: Yep. Um and so the representation of those those people we have uh, 48 states represented, 14 countries and four continents. So if you are from South Carolina or Delaware, just send us a message. You are in for free. We want all 50 states. Let's get 50 states for epic. the first time. Yeah. That's like a huge goal where we hit our 2000. That's kind of like you're in the big leagues when you, when you get 2000 riders. So we're we're there, but we we want to hit that 50, 50
0: people goal
1: or 50 states goal. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: And then one day we can have all of the countries and we can truly be gravel worlds. <laughs>
1: that's right. Every country, like <laughs> yeah. all 150 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Every one. single one that would be insane. So, that w- that would be nuts. So, um and I we have I think 10 non-binary athletes signed up, so we added our non-binary gender expansive so we're super excited for that. Um and yeah, we're we're really excited. We're we're trying to get more women, but you know, we know that our job isn't done until Gravel Worlds looks like the world and represents diversity as as the world is. So that's our long-term goal and hopefully we'll get there.
0: Yeah. We're excited. Only what, 107 days out?
1: Yeah, something like that. Or 100 days is is the what? May 18th or May 11th? I think is May 11th is 100 days out. So three months. You got three months to train.
0: So what are we looking at for the donations from Bike Ridge?
1: Yeah, so that's one thing that we love to do is put donation options for Pirate Approved uh, nonprofits on our on Bike Ridge. So. Uh, we've raised twenty eight hundred dollars already for um, for bike re- or through bike Reg to our nonprofit. So that breakdown is uh, six hundred and fifty dollars that's going to Adventure for All. So super excited for that, which is what our podcast today is about. Whoop, whoop. So thank you so much for people who have already donated. Uh, the we have six hundred dollars that's going to NICA with Nebraska NICA's uh, program here in our beautiful state that helps the next generation of cyclists. And then we have another almost $1,600 that is going to the Randy Gibson Memorial Fund that uh, helps fund cycling projects uh, for the Lincoln Parks Foundation.
0: So speaking of donations, our guest today represents an organization that directly benefits through these donations.
1: That's right. Our guest today is the one and only Chase Petty. He is the coach and founder of Adventure for All. Uh, Adventure for All is a nonprofit that helps athletes with exceptionalities like Down syndrome and autism, as well as other uh, physical and mental disabilities and helps them find confidence through cycling and other sports. So without further ado, welcome Chase Petty. Alright, so we are going to start today's podcast. We are with the one and only Chase Petty with Adventure for All and GTFO. Welcome to the Gravel Family Podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you, man. I'm with the one and only Jason and Sophia. So thank y'all for, <laughs> thank y'all for having me.
0: <laughs> We're super excited to have you on today.
1: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. So I guess, how would you introduce yourself and what, what is Adventure for All?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So again, guys, I'm Chase Petty, uh, the founder of Adventure for All, which is a nonprofit that challenges and pushes kids with exceptionalities, um, also known as disabilities, to um, grow, you know, and we we believe that challenges are the foundation of emotional growth, mental growth, physical growth, all those things. So we build a lot of programs and cycling is one of those beautiful programs that, you know, we start off teaching them and expand into, learning how to ride and then challenge them with amazing races like gravel world. So again, wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Jason and Sophia and this program wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them and this amazing event, so just happy to be here.
1: Well, that's that's very generous. You you definitely do a lot of the work on the back end. We just had a great opportunity to meet you and uh do great things together. So, you're doing you're doing the hard work. So, yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> what what do you, like, what does Chase do with Adventure For All? What, where, What's your role, um, what's your history with Adventure For All?
2: Yeah, can you see all the hats? Can you see them all? Are they... <laughs> um, no, I think mean, pretty much, uh, you know, right now, you know, our team's small, so I think everybody understands that, right? If anything you're trying to grow and, and do, you know, we kind of do everything, you know? But I think the the part of it all that I love is obviously the interaction with the athletes and the kids, right, being with them, teaching them something and seeing their face light up when they ride a bike for the first time or they do something that they thought maybe initially they couldn't do so you know we kind of tell that we kind of say instilling belief in them you know it's probably one of my favorite parts of the entire organization is just showing these individuals that they can do anything they set their mind to and we're here to support them along that journey and then what's beautiful is at the end of it all we get to show the world that they did it as well, and so that exposure just also shows communities and other people that maybe haven't been exposed to athletes and individuals with exceptionalities that they are more than capable and they have unbelievable abilities. If we just, you know, have a little more patience and we create more opportunities, they uh, they can very much be included in all the amazing things we all do. So,
0: so what was like the motivation behind starting like Adventure for All? Was there an aha moment where you're like? I want to do this. Did you meet a cool person that you saw, oh, there's a need yeah. for an adventure for all? What was that like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for about six years, I was doing volunteer work. So just working with kids in the classroom and things like that. So just your kind of basic volunteer work with kids with Down syndrome or autism or Asperger's, any of those you know intellectual disabilities or exceptionalities. And during that time, I was actually... Had a company where i trained professional athletes for mountain biking or mountain climbing or you know backcountry skiing or any of those crazy adrenaline adventures um you know i specialized in working with athletes on that level and it was fun i enjoyed it right uh, as anybody that knows me a big foundation of the things i love is adventure and so i loved that job but i still felt like it was missing something <clears throat> and um so i took like a, a leave of absence you could say for a few months and just you know, stopped taking on clients with that business and started just journaling more and just realizing, okay, like, what do I want to do with my life? What's some more, what's something intentional I want to continue to add? And, um, really along that journey of writing, I wrote down, you know, three things that are really important to me. Uh, one was adventure and just continuing to feel like a kid. You know, I feel like that's a big part of just continuing to grow in life is keeping that excitement. Um, two was instilling belief in others. That's, um, I feel my gift on this earth is doing that. And just helping people see that they can do anything. Then um, three was um, selfishly working with kids with exceptionalities because they fill me up so much. And I realized that every time I left a classroom or I left an activity with them, I was just in such an amazing mood, and I was so happy, and I was so in the moment. And I feel like that's their gift. Their gift is they bring you to the present moment. And you know, we all spend so much time you know worried about work or family or the next thing or the next goal or or worrying about the past, like right? you know, we struggle, I think sometimes as humans to be in the moment and they, uh, they give me that gift of being in the moment. So that was my aha moment was, wow, like I want, I want to keep growing and like, they're going to help me do that. And then I get to give that back to them as well. And I guess the concept behind the business, the aha moment behind that was I started just doing a lot of research. Once I figured out that's what I want to do. And I realized that from the teenage years of like 13 and on, programs start to just dissipate, you know, and um, they start to kind of just get pushed through high school. And there's really not a lot of lifestyle programs to really help them prepare for, you know, being an adult. And then once they graduate high school, there's pretty much nothing, you know, there's, there's pretty much just, Hey, there's housing and, you know, that's it, that's kind of it for them. And so we really wanted to fill that niche of, you know, Hey, there's these early development programs that are helping them prepare for education. And, you know, all those things we need to kind of just be somewhat independent, but we really wanted to instill those traits that you guys see that cyclers and athletes get, you know, when they work hard, which is drive, resiliency, perseverance, all these traits that, you know, really show up whenever we are being pushed. And so, you know, that's when we kind of developed the program was to design programs that challenged them and helped instill those traits. And so beyond that, then we, you know, started testing it with a, a big adventure program. And then our second big program is now, you know, Gravel and Giving, which is now with you guys, Gravel World.
1: What was, what was the, first, uh, the first campaign you did?
2: Yeah, the first adventure, which we're still running, is called Experience the Adirondacks. So what we do is we train kids to do tons of things they've never done. So we teach them how to ride a bike. We teach them how to kayak. We teach them how to fly fish. Uh, we take them zip lining mainly because for a lot of individuals heights are a big fear so that was a great thing to you know advocate for because it makes them right have to face that fear and overcome that fear um mentally um and then we take them hiking so we do those five major events and we take them to the and we train for three to four months and we do adventure workshops one-on-one training we teach them how to use a goal board you know it's really whole encompassing or all encompassing and then at the end of that training we take them to the Adirondacks for an entire week and we do take their families with them because we want to also show their parents one to be a part of that experience with them but to show them that like look how far your child has come in just four months and just to really show them that hey like this isn't the end for them right this is only the beginning and continue to show them that they have a life full of growth still so
0: this is just also inspiring so you guys are located in Sarasota Florida correct Yes. So, is that where all of your athletes are based out of, or do you work with people all around the country?
2: Uh, it's actually a great question. So, um, currently, all of our athletes are here. But one of the beautiful things of this particular program with Gravel Worlds is, since people have started, you know, seeing the exposure of our athletes learning how to ride a bike, we've had a family from Phoenix, Arizona. We had a family from. Colorado. We had a family from Michigan, Missouri, Indiana. We've had like 15 families reach out to us directly and just asked to have a zoom call to help them teach their kids how to ride a bike. And so it's just been beautiful in that way. And that's something that just kind of proved something that we're trying to build right now, which is volunteer workshops. So we're, we're developing a program where we can teach other people how we teach our athletes to to ride a bike because right there's only so many of us so many of me and our team and so we want to continue to expand that knowledge and those workshops so that more kids can be on bikes and so that is something that we're working on to develop and and expand so currently all of our athletes are in sarasota but you know i'm sure you guys know me my vision is massive so it's definitely going to expand outside of sarasota that's for sure
1: yeah. And like one of the things that you and I have talked about is when you come to Gravel Worlds, the eventual plan is for you to like kind of host a camp that week uh, yeah. for athletes here in Lincoln that that don't know how to ride a bike or maybe barely know how to ride a bike. But just yeah. getting more ath- athletes with exceptionalities. Um, th- and I know you you want to do that outside of Lincoln as well and do, yeah. go to other races and other events and help uh, those communities, which is which is incredible. Can you. Kind of give a high level explanation of what you do different that help these athletes learn to ride bikes,
2: yeah, absolutely. I've even spoken to a couple like pro cycling coaches just because you know like for us, it was reverse engineering how you ride a bike, right. I know if everybody thinks how do you ride a bike, I'm sure we can all remember it's how I learned as you sat on a bike and your your dad or mom just kept pushing you and you just kept falling and eventually you got it right <laughs> it was, Maybe that's how we learned how to swim, too, right? You got thrown in the pool and it was like, survive. And so, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just kind of like how the old school generations taught kids. It was like, figure it out. Figure it out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And if you start drowning, I'll pull you out. You know, that's just kind of how I learned. You sink or you swim. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, we have some of those moments throughout our program, which I'll explain, but where we kind of have to, you know, take the trust that they have in us and kind of put it into them and make them kind of learn how to trust themselves. But what we do differently is on a very just overview level is when we're teaching them a new activity, whether it's kayaking, biking, anything that, right, inflicts nervousness or fear or anything that is, you know, is, is, seems scary, right? You may get hurt, like for bike riding, it's falling off the bike, right? So. If falling off the bike scares you, the bike itself is probably going to scare you, right, at first. So we don't even involve a bike, (laughs) the first workshop. We literally put them on boxes that are six inches wide, and they're about the same height as a bike seat off the ground. And we teach them all the skills of balancing, right, finding their center of gravity, moving their feet off the ground and off the box, learning how to shift and put their foot down as if the bike was falling, right? We do all these skills, on a box because the box to them visually, right? Looks safe. It doesn't look scary. It's a nice soft box, but what's funny is it's way harder to balance on that box than it is on a bike, but they don't know that, (laughs) right? They think the box is easy because visually it looks comfortable. So what's beautiful is the first time we put them on a bike and we tell them to now apply those same skills to the bike on that first five pedals. You kind of see their face light up and they go kind of like, oh crap, this isn't that bad. (laughs) So we immediately set them up to have a good experience with that object that was very scary to them. And so now they're comfortable with the bike. And so now that the bike's their friend, now we can start building on that. And so that's where we do things differently is we don't really even involve the object that they're learning in the first one or two workshops. um, And we just focus on bringing confidence and comfort to them with that object so that when they do experience it, they're comfortable. So like... For instance, kayaking, Riley last year has never even been on a boat, never even been on water in his life. And um, so he was just afraid of water in general. So we took, again, like a box, right, sat him on the ground, he had an oar in his hand, and we put a band around it, and he had to pull this band, right? And the band was way harder than pulling through water. But again, we made it more difficult. So then that first time he was in the water, and he was kind of nervous, he went to go put his paddle in, and you could see he was like, oh, that wasn't that hard. This, and so, is easy. Right, yeah. this is easy compared to pulling a band and so now he's comfortable and his confidence kind of rose up immediately so then they're more willing to push forward. So, you know, on an overview level, that's how we do things differently, at least from when we're teaching them something is we kind of build their confidence up first.
0: Well, it's just like live basics, you know. Your game in your head is going to be harder than the physical game that's going on, you know, outside your body. It's always going to be harder mentally to line up for a bike race or a running race than it would be to physically get your body there.
2: Exactly. No, and, and you hit the nail on the head, Sophia. And I mean, like, even to speak on that a little bit more is like, once we're on, like, when we have to transfer their trust they have in us to them, this is initially how we do it, right? So they're riding the bike, my hand's on the handlebar, and they never know that my hand is underneath their seat, right? They don't know that's there the whole time. And then the other coach has their hands on the other side of the handle. So while they're pedaling, we're kind of just tapping the handle, right? To keep the bike centered. And what'll happen after a moment, we'll do that a few times and then we'll remove our hands and I'll keep my hand on the seat, but they don't know my hands there. And we're like, you're doing it, you're doing it. And so again, now that they believe that they can do it, they do it, right? So then usually within the next workshop or two, after that one, they do it because once they believe they can, you know, now, now it's, now it's game over because before that they still were, they were still scared that they couldn't. So once they get that brief moment of, oh my gosh, I can do it, you know, then they do. So
1: it's the, uh, classic Santa Claus phrase, like seeing is believing or is believing seeing yep. it's like, yeah, if you, if you think you can do it, you can, that like, absolutely. The, that, if you believe it, then yes, that's, yep, and that's a lot of cases. So, um, uh, that's incredible. Uh, how many, how many athletes do you have now signed uh, up for yeah, for so, both Gravel and Giving and and your Adirondack adventure? Yeah, of
2: course. So, well, so last year we only had, you know, we took on four athletes for experienced Adirondacks. And then this year we um, have Gravel and Giving, experienced Adirondacks. And then we did start a, a social skateboarding program locally, which has 12 athletes. So we went from four athletes to 20 athletes. That we're working with now, just that's in awesome. one year, that's huge. Which growth. is ama- Oh my gosh! It, yeah, it is huge growth. We were like, "Woo, that was a lot." So, <laughs> but uh, but you know, our our biggest goal is always quality over quantity. So you know, next year it's probably not going to multiply by five x, right? We're not probably going to go immediately to a hundred. You know, we may only go to twenty five or forty. But it's just because you know we're in the 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 growth of. Building out the correct operational foundation so that we can continue to give every athlete that we touch the same quality we've given the first four, the first twenty, right? So,
1: well, I, I would imagine to scale what you're trying to do, it, it's going to involve local volunteers as well. You, obviously, you're yeah. one person in Sarasota, Florida. You can't be in Lincoln every week to do to yeah. train do training classes. So, I mean, do yep. you, is that part of your vision of kind of doing almost like a Nike? A uh, cycling club where there's parents and other yep. you know local people involved. Is that kind of the long term goal for Adventure for All?
2: Yeah, it's one of the long term goals. So you know, kind of like you spoke, you know, actually all four of the families from last year are actually a part of our organization this year. So like two of them are parent liaisons, so they're speaking directly to other families. Because obviously, like when a family speaks to me, of course, the founder of Adventure for All is going to say, it's great. You know, it's an awesome program because that's what I'm supposed to say, even though I believe that it's just hard for a parent that's putting their kid in it. You know, they're still nervous. So to have another parent that's been through it to speak to them on that level and really understand their perspective, it's really helped, you know, us build trust from an early stage. So, yeah, we have our current parents already volunteering and because they believe in what we're trying to build and grow. And so, yeah, we continue to kind of build this community of parents that are going to continue to reach out to other parents to keep expanding that growth. But kind of like you said, you know, um, you know, with the volunteer workshops is we're trying to build out video libraries, um, like an education library of also just understanding how to communicate and socialize with individuals' with exceptionalities. So it's not just the physical or the the technique of riding a bike, but also how to connect with them. And so, yeah, as we develop that, you know, that's when we'll really Once that's developed, really our goal is to go on a summer tour. So we're going to go visit, you know, 12 to 15 cities and put on, you know, a 10 day community workshop or community outreach, and just have tons of volunteer workshops, work with a bunch of local kids and then spend the next year kind of doing research and development with those families and those people that volunteer during that time and could just continue to work with them and get their feedback. And then once, you know, they give us all their feedback, then we can continue to expand from there. So, so yes, to answer your question, that is kind of the goal. Um, and then obviously we want to start building out uh, an Adventure for All facility, a retreat center, because as we reach out to these other communities, um, we want to be able to have a place as well where they can come to us and we can put on these week-long adventures at a retreat center um, where they can come with the families and have like a week-long adventure. So
0: That's just incredible. Yeah. So you guys have five athletes coming to Gravel Worlds this year, correct?
2: Yeah. Well, see, yeah, we did have five. We have four now just because uh, Jordan, he uh, recently started experiencing seizures. And so, yeah. So, you know, we spoke with his doctor and everything. It's just one of those things that he had three so frequently within like six weeks that, um, you know, they wanted to pull him for a moment just because, you know, if you're on a bike and you have a seizure, there's just so much danger there. You know, if he was running or doing something on his feet, it's a little different, but being on a bike, you know, if we're going 15, 20 miles an hour and then he has one, there's just a lot of danger there. So, um, so unfortunately he, he, he already said, he's like, he wants to do it next year. He's trust me. He's not happy about it. <laughs> <Jordan> <laughs> we'll we'll get him
1: here. We'll get him here. 2023.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> we'll miss Absolutely. Yeah. So we have Lucas, right. Christian, Josh and Riley coming this year.
0: So can you share a little bit about each athlete and maybe like one key word to describe each of them?
2: Oh, that's good. Um, so Josh, um, I'm gonna use the word resilient. I mean, this kid, you guys remember him last year. I mean, he's Superman, you know, literally wears a cape. You know, he's wearing a cape yesterday while we're riding the bike. You know, he's um, He's so awesome. He's so awesome. And <laughs> he so is. he's he's yeah. the best.
1: And his parents too. I, I, I wanted to say that earlier, how you how you mentioned like their parents go on these adventures with them too. Yeah. Like it was just as much of a joy to see like his parent Josh's parents as well and just yeah. get to know them a little bit and just see the pride in their eyes when Josh yeah. finished and uh, oh man yeah I I in some a lot of ways I envy your job cuz it I don't think there's a- a day that you could be unhappy like working with those those amazing people so no you're right uh, like
2: I'll be doing computer work for three days I'm like I need to just go be around the athletes you know like (laughs) I want to go go hang out with them
0: you said earlier how you know how soul filling it is I can't imagine because just from that you know not even 30 minutes that we spent with Josh last year at Gravel Worlds like I walked away from that conversation just smiling ear to ear and I remember he told me like over and over he's like you look so happy and I'm like I am I really am (laughs) because you are so cool so yeah. just to know that you do that every day is so incredible yeah right. no sorry it's to interrupt you all right so no, you, were, no, you were talking no about josh
1: and then we took a tangent so uh yeah what what it's are the hard, other it's athletes hard, coming? it's hard
2: not to it's hard not to so, so yeah a little <laughs> bit about josh So you guys met him last year he's you know, one word to describe to him is is resilient or even just a leader um so this year actually um we'll be announcing it here soon but we actually hired josh so he's our first official employee of let's go yeah, Let's go. I uh, know. So he's, he's the assistant coach for the Gravel and Giving program. So, oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah.
2: So he, you know, he learned all the initial traits, right? He learned drive, he learned resiliency, he learned perseverance, he learned how to finish, right? Finish a goal, set a goal, all those amazing things. So now we're teaching him how to be a leader. So when we're doing our group rides, he's the one yelling out, How's everybody doing? Riley, how are you feeling? <laughs> yes. You know, so that's we're teaching perfect him. for him. Yeah, it's perfect. So we're teaching him how to be a mentor and a leader. And like it was always his dream job to be a coach. And so just for us to be able to provide that just again makes us feel amazing to be able to provide that for him. So so that's Josh in a nutshell. And um so Riley is the next person I'll talk about. So Riley just last year in, in August learned how to ride a bike for the first time at 20 years old. Never rode a bike his whole life, just rode a bike. And now, one year later, this kid will be finishing gravel Worlds, a 31-mile <laughs> gravel Worlds race, um, just after a year after learning how to ride a bike. So his journey and his story is just unbelievable, and we're just really excited to share that with, with everyone. And one word to describe Riley is, um, I would say there's two that come to mind. Jokester's one, because he just loves <laughs> just little pranks. <laughs> and so he cracks you up with that. And another one is um I would just say loving. You know, he very much just makes you feel seen. You know, he's 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 just great at that. And so Riley I'll say is a jokester, for instance, yesterday. He's riding his bike, you know, and I'm like, all right, get a drink of water, everybody. And I'm like with one hand and then he takes two and I'm like, Riley, one hand. He's like, oh, and he starts laughing like he's he just does <laughs> these little things on purpose. Just he to knew, like kinda, he knew, yeah, he knew. <laughs> like he knows what he's doing and he just kind of does it to mess with me. And so he cracks me up. Um, So that's that's Riley. And then Christian. Um, So we just Christian's a new athlete. So we just started working with him uh, six weeks ago. And so Christian, I would say, is what's the word to use him? I would say confident. You know, he's quiet, but he's just confident. You know, he's very just focused and driven. Actually, I would say driven. Actually, I'm gonna change that. Driven. Because he's he already has his goal board set up. He has exactly what he's gonna do. He's the one that was building the stationary bike. I think he tagged you guys the other day. Yep. Like he's doing it all himself. He's just like he's so ready for the to take on this challenge like he's so excited so he's very driven um once he has a goal in place he's going to accomplish it um you know and he's also a ballroom dancer and so literally he's gotten so many awards doing dance because again when he commits to something he's all in and so it's really cool to see how far he's already come in six weeks like I can't imagine where he's going to be in by August. Um, so that's exciting. And then uh, Luke, so, is, uh, uh, Luke.
1: Sophia's going to have to learn the salsa so she can get a dance. Yeah. For, all right, he'll at dance. The, at the finish
2: he'll be line. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Exactly. laughs> I love it. Good luck. <laughs> no pressure. Sophia,
0: no pressure. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot Wait, to what? live up to now. What's wow. he, he
1: specialized in? Waltz or salsa? What, um, what type of ballroom?
2: He, I, Do you know? he does all of them he actually does all of them to be honest that's incredible so, all right and he's a, he's awarded and all that. i would say probably salsa is his favorite he says so i would say it's probably his best too um all right, get,
1: get practicing so i'm gonna have to watch yeah. some youtube
0: videos so i can like try to yeah. know what i'm doing beforehand so i don't look like a fool i'll send you
2: guys a couple of his videos it's
0: impressive <laughs> thank it's, you very impressive yeah yeah i got
2: you i got you <laughs> Um and then Lucas. So Lucas, same thing. We just started working with Lucas six weeks ago as well. So Lucas is is our is the oldest athlete. He's twenty-eight. Um and so same thing with Lucas though. He hadn't rode a bike for <clears throat> twelve years before six weeks ago. So it was almost like he was relearning. You know, we we worked with him a lot in the past six weeks just to get him again prepped to start week one of training. Um but Lucas is What's one word to describe Lucas? Let's see. I would say confident. So one word to describe Lucas is confident. So like if you ask him a question, he is very loud and very, but in a good way, very assertive. So he's just, boom, confident. He'll tell you his answer. He'll tell you what's on his mind. So I guess to, to you know recap, Josh is, I would say, a leader. Um, Riley, I would say jokester, just because that's the first one that came to my mind. And then driven for Christian and confident for Lucas. So that's very inspiring individuals. And again, I'm lucky to be hanging out with them and getting to work with them. So.
0: We are so excited to meet them oh, this year. So like we're just waiting on pins and needles. Like, can August come faster, please? I know.
2: <laughs> well, I wait, know. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we got
1: a lot to do between now and. All. Let's, not, <laughs> let's not jump ahead.
2: And so do they. <laughs> but, They'd
0: be like, "Hold on, hold
2: on. We want to train a little <laughs> bit longer." But I'm with you, Sophie. I'm just like, even, I remember last year it was like September, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we still have 11 months."
1: hey we're we're like as of recording this we're like 100 days out so by the time it comes out is it next week we're releasing this yeah we'll be like 100 days out from gravel world so it'll be here Uh, so fast so yeah well uh we're gonna jump to a clip here uh i when i called you yesterday you were actually training with the athletes which was an awesome surprise so they're we're gonna go around and the four athletes coming to gravel worlds they're gonna say what they're most excited for so we'll jump into that right now
2: all right, we got adventure athlete Christian here. Christian, what are you most excited about for Gravel Worlds?
0: I'm mostly excited for uh, going to a Gravel w- world to see if I can, I can play, play the Celtics. If I can, then it'll be great. Awesome.
2: Lucas, what are you most excited about for Gravel Worlds? Gravel Worlds. What are you most excited about? Are you excited about racing? Are you excited about finishing? Are you excited about going with your friends? Wait, Racing. You excited about racing? Yes. Yeah. Racing. Are you, you going to finish? Yes. All right, I love it. Josh, what are you most excited about it for Gravel Worlds? Definitely. I'm so excited to see my friends. Yeah, you're excited to see Jason and Sophia? Yes. Yeah, you're excited to finish strong again? Yeah, I finish strong. Yeah, are you going to train your friends hard for Gravel Worlds? Yes, I am. All right, buddy. My man Riley, what are you most excited about for Gravel Worlds? Hmm. Huh. I, I'm are you excited to finish
1: mm-hmm.
2: are you excited to go with your friends yeah are you excited to race yeah are you excited to meet new people mm-hmm. man you're excited for everything all right fist all right. bump Good. love all it all right guys so those are the adventure athletes you got christian lucas josh and riley they are training hard actually right now as we speak this is the first official week of gravel world's training and i can't wait for you guys to meet them
0: So now this is a question for both of you guys. Uh, Josh came to Lincoln and rode the Buccaneer course, the 31 mile last year, and he absolutely crushed it. Uh, If you guys were there at Gravel Worlds last year, like it was just so amazing to see him finish. Um, I want to know how did Gravel Worlds and Adventure for All originally find each other?
1: That's a good. That's actually a good question. I think it was yeah, Ben, I think wasn't it? it was Ben, right?
2: Yeah, I think I th- it was.
1: I'm pretty ben. sure it was Ben. He kind of uh, Ben had, does a lot with Adventure for All, and he did. Um, he he's is doing somehow the connected miler. with. Yeah, he was doing the 300, and Ben yeah. is somehow connected with every single person in Gravel. I don't understand it, but yeah. he, shout out to the bathroom
0: <laughs> selfie gang.
1: Yeah, he's he, yeah. If, you're, if you follow Gravel Worlds on Instagram, he is a bathroom selfie uh, in that game. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he. I think he introduced us and set up a call, and it was love at first sight. I think Jason. it
2: was like the step. I was like, "Do we just become best friends?" Yes, and it was yeah. just like, Done. Do you guys yeah, have no, no. bunk beds?
0: Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, you have
2: them there, right? When I come and visit, Jason? Yeah. Right. yeah. All right, top bunk. I'll, dibs. I'll, I'll... <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome. They um, I really it wasn't any work on our end. It was just our on Gravel World side. It was like, Can we come? It was like, Yeah, here here you go. Like you're it was uh it was an incredible honor just hearing what you guys do and that we gotta be a part of that. And so yeah, I'm so thankful that Ben introduced us and that we are able to do these great things. But honestly we're just doing the event. You guys are the ones that are doing the work all year and showing up. So it's been it's been awesome though. We're we're so happy to be involved.
2: Yeah, well, and I, you know, I feel like you and I would do this all day, Jason. We would just keep handing each other compliments because, like, <laughs> I'm going to, like, everything you're saying, like, sure, but also, like, you got to give yourself way more credit because, first off, one, like you said, immediately on the first call of meeting me, you were like, absolutely, I want to make this happen, which is huge for somebody to take that on and want to help execute that. Two, you guys gave a booth so that Josh could work a booth and meet some of the other athletes and be a part of the event as a whole. And then kill killed that. A, he killed that. And then on a, a super deep level, because like you guys made me cry so hard, was you surprised him with an award to come on the stage. And he got to come in, on the stage in front of all those writers. And you guys made him be seen. And he never, still to this day, does not stop talking about that moment. And you guys gave him that moment, right? I didn't even, I didn't even mention that. You came up with that in your team. And giving him that moment was unbelievable. And anyone there, I think you guys remember, like he was not getting off that stage.
0: He was just Next, like,
2: nah, nah. I'm going to stand here all day.
0: <laughs> I remember you and I were standing like off stage and you leaned over and you're like, he's not coming down until someone tells him to come down. Like he yeah. will stand up there for the rest of the night. And I, it was one of the best moments of Gravel World. Yeah, that,
1: I, I, I definitely cried on stage for sure. Like just his, his trophy over his head, wearing his Superman cape. Uh, It was, it was incredible. Totally top memory of last year. So um, when people always ask like, what's your favorite Gravel Worlds memories? It's, it's stuff like that. Like that's, yeah, yeah, the pros coming and finishing Gravel Worlds in seven hours and all that stuff. That's incredible. And, but it's like those stories of like Josh and people that overcome things that um, are what, We really remember for sure. Oh, definitely.
2: Well, and those pros, you know, it's like, and that's what's so beautiful about your event as well. It's like, you know, it's not about, right, the pros are here and the everyday Joes are here and our athletes are here, right? It's just everyone's a family. Everyone's just together. Everyone's supporting one another. You know, the pros would come over and talk to Josh and Josh is talking to them. And, you know, the families are coming over with their 12-year-old kids doing the Buccaneer. And you know what I mean? It's just such a beautiful thing to see of just true, just connection from everybody just enjoying a love for a sport and getting to enjoy that together. And um, just one more moment I have to bring up because this is the moment that got me was nobody told Josh to do this, but when he crossed that finish line, first off, Jason going, Josh crosses the finish line. I always remember that yell, but then Josh, you know, (laughs) sticking his hand in the air as he crossed the finish line. I'm like, what? I'm just like, dude, I love this guy. (laughs) (laughs) He
0: looked like he had not done any work that day like he looked like he had just woken up ready for the day little did anyone know he was averaging what like 20 miles an hour that whole course
2: yeah and then at the end and also i don't know if i ever shared this with you guys this was super embarrassing i got us lost for like i went two i went two miles off course and then as you guys know the trackers work you have to go back where you got off so we had to backtrack another. So we, he went an extra four miles, by the way, and he still like finished where he did. But what was awesome is he kept playing this game the whole race. And this is just, again, how they make something just so fun and beautiful, right? They're not worried about winning or they're just worried about enjoying the activity in the moment. He kept playing tag. He would pass me on the bike and he would tag my shoulder and, and then he would do it to bend and he would just take off at like 24 miles an hour. And I'm like, Josh, dude, like, I'm getting tired.
0: <laughs> get, I'm going to start doing playing. that during my races. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're it. Come get me.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, no. he just, um, he definitely made the most of it. That's for sure.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what,
1: what do you think his biggest takeaway was for the, for the, for that week?
2: Um, man, that's a great question. I think, I mean, there's probably just depending on their perspective. Um, I feel his biggest takeaway was what's next. Honestly, like he just was so excited that he was given this opportunity to do something that he really wanted to do. And then after doing it, like that feeling of just again connection with everyone and like being included, he was like, I want to keep doing this. Like, I want to get better. I want to keep racing. So, honestly, his takeaway was, I want to be a cyclist. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to coach other people and I want to keep getting better at this. And so, again, like he's coming back this year and you know, I'm gonna let him decide. Um, you know, if he wants to ride with his friends that he's he's leading, but I think Josh wants to do the 75 miler, which I know he could easily do. That's incredible. Um, and he even mentioned the other day he's like, maybe maybe 150. And I was like, well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: Let's- and then next year, 300, the long voyage, right? Yeah.
2: Right. Well, I think <laughs> well, next year, I think he is gonna do both events that you guys are a part of. You know, the mid gravel and our mid south, mi- mid south mid South plus gravel worlds, I think he's gonna do both because he wants. That's to. That's awesome. Because he's always talks about it. he's like, oh, I want to see Jason, you know, I want to see Sophia, I want to <laughs> oh. see my friends, and I think you know he he said it in that recording you guys shared. You know, like what are you most excited about? And he said, I'm excited to see my friends.
1: You that's know, that's awesome. And
2: out of everything, that's what he's most excited about is to see you guys. So
1: it's awesome wow we're we're totally excited to meet all of them and see josh again for sure as well as as well as their parents i'm
0: trying not to cry over here wow
1: (laughs) (laughs) how are the other athletes doing with with training
2: yeah so this is the first official week of training so this year's training is a lot more structured a lot more planned you know josh you know (laughs) um Trained for this on literally a no budget, you know, <laughs> on a first you start off with a regular bike and we'd switch them to a drop bar bike. And so he was just kind of, you know, the pilot, you know, of the program. And so this year we have at home trainers. We're putting them on so they, so we can do group rides together. Um, even when we're not together, um, we're doing group rides um, every other week on Saturdays that are two or three hours long just to get them again used to being on the saddle and used to just constantly moving. And what's beautiful here, it's not beautiful, but it's beautiful because you're all race too, is it's hot here. <laughs> and so yep. it will help them yep. adapt to staying hydrated, getting used to the heat where last year we got really lucky. It was the perfect weather last year. I couldn't believe it. So, I mean, fingers crossed, we get that again, but you know, they'll be prepared for heat, you know, if they have to be, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a progressive protocol. Um, and I think we're actually, I think you posted about him the other day on gravel, gravel worlds. Um, but Frank is going to be, you know, helping us develop the program as well for the athletes and just help with their progression. And so that we're actually collecting data on, you know, their power increasing their, their cadence getting better. You know, what is their, their pacing, all those types of things. Because again, these athletes are very visual So this year we have a data data tracker for them. So they're going to be looking at that while they're riding, so they can see and they go, okay, like I know my pace needs to be this or my cadence needs to be this. Right. And so now instead of us just kind of, Hey, keep up with me, you know, we can give them influence on being more independent with riding the bike by showing them these really cool visuals. So I don't know if I answered your question, Jason. I feel like I just started <laughs> rambling.
1: <laughs> no, that that that'll definitely work. Perfect. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about GTFO.
0: Yeah, like yeah. what is GTFO? You know, we know it's the fundraiser for Adventure for All, and you guys sell hats. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it was um it was part of the initial plan when we you know thought of Adventure for All and this programming was you know. We knew from the get go that this is something we want to expand nationally and eventually globally, right? We just know that this is such a need for this community to help them have opportunities to grow and be more independent in life. So from the get go, we're like, how can we reach people outside of Sarasota, right? What's one of the ways we can continue to expand this message and give people the power to expand this message for us. And so we came up with hats because one, they're unisex and two, it's usually one size. So it was a low investment. And it was a beautiful way for us to, you know, be able to sell these and share the mission. So as you guys know, you know, each hat comes with a message on the inside, right? So for your all's message for this hat was, as you guys know, is GTFO lesson number eight, never underestimate a group of people united by their love for gravel cycling, encouraging others and doing crazy ass challenges, right? So, you know, within each hat, you know, we give them these inspiring lessons, And they speak directly to a program or an athlete or a mission or something that connects back to the ultimate mission and vision we have. And so GTFO is just an incredible opportunity for us to reach people all over the nation and globally. So, you know, we've reached 22 states, you know, with our hats. um, And we actually have a couple buyers in Sweden, which was an accident because we weren't supposed to be shipping globally yet. But they bought a hat and I was like, all right, I'll... (laughs) I'll ship it to you, you know, cause shipping was like $40, but I was like, all right, I'll send it to you. <laughs> so, but then we had to fix that. go like, I can't afford that shipping. But you know, at the end of the day, it, it's, it allows people to wear what we call these badges of honor. And what's beautiful is, you know, now while they're wearing it, somebody may ask, Hey, what's that hat? And now it gives that person an opportunity to go, well, you know, it's this really nice quality hat, but really this hat stands for X. Right. And now they get to share their experience and their feelings behind the deeper message behind the hat. And it just can, it just allows people to, again, build a community of like what we're trying to do on a, on a bigger scale. So these hats, you know, do raise money. The 50% of the profits go to the nonprofit. Um, But it also just helps people connect and have something tangible, to share with their friends and family and people that you know that they feel would connect to this mission. So
0: definitely, are there still hats available to buy on your guys' website? Or are you guys sold out yet?
2: Uh, we have like eighty-seven left. So I think we had like wow. two hundred or something. So you know, we we are getting there. They're almost. We actually have four I have to ship out today. And so there we go. you know, yeah. So if they sell out before Gravel World, you know, we'll all discuss if we'll. If we'll get more to bring to gravel worlds but you know obviously we would love to be there and see people wearing them during the event days and rocking them just showing their support for for what we're trying to do so yeah if you haven't grabbed a hat yet go to gtfoco.com and grab one
0: (laughs) i ordered a hat like two three weeks ago and i got in the mail and it came with a handwritten note from josh and that was the best part like i don't care about the hats but the handwritten note it was just the perfect touch Was, oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. With all of our hats, we um, you know, we we have handwritten notes from all of our athletes. So anytime we bring on a new athlete, we have them write a handwritten note, and then we just make copies of it. Um, and then within each package, we just put at least one of those notes in there, just because, again, right? That's it circles. These hats circle back to the bigger the bigger picture, which is these athletes. So we should always want to connect the hat back to the mission. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. I know it. Uh, yeah, Josh's note. Is yeah so if, if you
1: would like the gravel hats there's uh like kind of a flat bill hat and then also a athletic five panel hat those are available still go to gtfo co gtfoco.com and you can get them there they're right on the home page of the website so and i think you can get them both together right
2: yeah so right now actually until monday of next week you get both for the price of one so on monday next week they they'll end up just going back to where they each cost their own, um, or actually, I'll keep it open in a week after this releases. How about that? Because okay. I know One we're recording week after. this early, so, just so everybody listening um i'll keep it the following monday so this this is going to be releasing next week i'll keep it until may 16th which is that following monday um just so everybody has one more opportunity to go in there and grab both hats go get them go buy those hats that's right
1: the money goes to the adventure athletes that are coming to lincoln for gravel world so definitely go buy those yep absolutely
0: so we have one last question since you are on the gravel family podcast we have to know uh what does the gravel family mean to you chase
2: Ah, what does it mean to me? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, this, all the feelings rush, obviously, when you ask that question. Um, it means the first word that comes to mind is it just means community. And I just want to elaborate on that. You know, what Gravel Family means to me is just people inspiring one another to either get on a bike or believe in themselves or take on a new challenge or try the bigger race or support one another. Um, laugh, have a beer, make a new friend, you know, it's, um, it means all those things, you know, gravel family is way more than a podcast. It's way more than an event. It's It's a group of people that have such a passion for, for cycling and really just caring for each other. And so, and I felt every single inch of that last year, and it still fills my heart every time I think about coming back to Gravel Worlds. Um, so, really, it just means people coming together and inspiring one another to race and be together. So,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. All right. I that I reiterate all that I, we love hearing <laughs> like what Gravel Family means to other people. So, I, we will probably always end on that question. So, uh, thank yeah. you so much, and we're yeah, we're no, thankful it, that you're part of the Gravel Family for sure.
2: Well, thank you man no and, I, and we're happy to be a part of it and i think everybody you know kind of from this conversation they know is it's just we're going to continue to expand this and one of our biggest goals is to expand this you know first off in in lincoln nebraska you know because your community has supported us from day one so i think that's why i offered i want to come out there and i want to continue to help kids in your community get on bikes and so they can be a part of this right It's a, it's a direct goal for them locally to be able to say hey, i i want to be a part of gravel world so you know, I want to do my part, too, to to give back to you guys and give back to your community. So I'm excited to do that. And again, if anybody does want to know more about Adventure for All, more about or watch some of our films from last year or see a film from Josh, you know, you guys can visit AdventureForAllFund.org. And that's the direct nonprofit website. And you can watch some of the films. You can read about us more. And you can also just reach out to me directly. Um, you know, Any of the emails on there, come back to me because I want speak to everybody still in this in this stage i want to speak to everybody and hear everybody's feedback on how we can continue to to do our best and grow
1: awesome and then uh where can we find you on social media
2: yeah so social media um so it's just at adventure for all fund and then for gtfo it's just at gtfo co so um yeah you can go to both of those and obviously following us is a very fun process for everyone because what we do on adventure for all fund um pages we're sharing the athletes you know in their training sessions we're sharing them at home with their goal boards we're sharing Riley singing at the top of his lungs at home this morning which we'll be sharing today (laughs) while he's cycling you know and um just all these amazing just moments that you know you may not right You're, you're donating and you're giving your efforts and support to something well I want you guys to be a part of this with us every step of the way so we just share the weekly updates and those, those moments that just kind of hit you. And you're like, Oh, this is so real, you know? And so we want to give that back to everybody. And then on GTFO Co, we, uh, we share a lot of the hats obviously and the intention and purpose behind what those hats represent. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Well thank you so much for everything that you do chase, uh, from Absolutely. our team to yours. Like you're, we know you're making the world a better place and that's all we can do in this life. So thank you for, for being a good person and making the gravel family a better place. I
0: think this episode is going to be very hard not to, you know, inspire everyone who listens to it and your passion just exudes to adventure for all. So thank you for coming on today.
2: Yeah, of course. And uh, anybody listening, if you know anybody, please tell them to sign up for Gravel World, get more registrations (laughs) because we just want to meet everybody. We want to be a part. We want to just continue to grow this community and this gravel family. So let's keep pushing registrations and getting more gravel family out there
1: absolutely and we cannot wait to see all you amazing athletes uh with adventure for all here in august it's
0: gonna be a party
1: all right see you guys
0: (laughs) see you guys next time gravel family podcast is a pirate cycling league production
1: gravel worlds and pirate cycling league are owned and operated by gravel adventures llc lincoln nebraska
0: For more information on Gravel Family Podcast, visit www.gravelfamily.bike. For information on Gravel Worlds or Pirate Cycling League, go to www.gravel-worlds.com.